Welcome to Freedom from Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love, with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself, thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom from Attachment. Woo! (laughs) I'm in a woo mood today. I keep saying woo to everything like I'm a cheerleader. I don't know. Anywho, ha ho, here we are. And we are back with episode 676. Wow. I feel like it's like what? 1976. That was the centennial year. Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking those numbers, right? Okay. So anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about feeling desperate when it comes to attachment. So you were told something you didn't like by someone you like, someone you are attached to. Perhaps they didn't want to commit or they didn't want the same thing you wanted when it came to other choices or they rejected you. Something upset you and you didn't get what you wanted from this person. Even if it was for a second, or it's every time you deal with them and you feel angry, frustrated, sad, those are your reactions, right? Because you didn't get what you wanted. They are reactions to a story you have about yourself and the world, one where in your story, you are not the hero or the heroine, you suffer, right? A lot of us have that story. I used to have that story of like, oh yeah, I suffer. Hey, my middle name is suffering. Woo! Literally, everything I thought was, you got to suffer, Tracy. You're just going to suffer. Just get used to it. Nobody else on the planet is suffering like you, but you're going to suffer. And it just kind of sucked, right? Because what a way to look at life and what a way to feel about yourself and what a way to feel about possibilities, okay? So that doesn't really give you many, right? You feel like you're shit on or forgotten and have it harder than anybody else. And everybody in the world is basically like, yep, I'm good. Oh, sucks for you. That's what you feel like. And it can make you feel desperate. Desperate to change or have what you want has been denied. Okay. It can make you feel very strategic in what you say and do. Uh, Basically, what you are is being manipulative. That's a simpler way to say it. A lot of us are manipulative and we don't realize that we're manipulative. So what the hell am I talking about? You want to look at your insecurities that get triggered with the things like I'm unlovable or I never get what I want or blame you offer up like, well, he or she is an asshole. This pattern is old, O-L-D, old, like childhood old. You never get to the deeper feelings because your pattern is to keep you from the deeper feelings. What it does 
it stunts you and it keeps you limited, basically stuck in attachment. So reliving the same feelings, the same cycle of pain over and over, and to feel these deep rejecting pains, because who the hell wants to feel these deep rejecting feelings at all? I don't, don't know about you. I'm sure you don't because you're listening to this podcast. Or I should say what feels like depth, but is really a reaction because those deep rejecting feelings, they're probably tied to some old stuff where you were rejected. Okay. You didn't get what you wanted, but a lot of us have those kind of feelings and it's just unfortunate because we react to them all the time. And so there's just a huge difference though. So, you know, with these reactive feelings and really to feel your feelings because your feelings do matter, not your reactive feelings. Those are throwaways. Those are like signposts on here. Here's a clue about what's going on deeper inside of you. Not, oh my God, I need to react to this. I'm having these feelings. And then you overreact, right? That doesn't, that doesn't do anything for you at all. It just keeps you stuck in the same patterns or underreact. Some of us underreact, some of us overreact, right? So many people think it means to just feel your reactions when I say to feel your feelings and blame somebody. Oh, it's your fault I feel this way. And not to look at how your reaction comes from your experiences, your beliefs, your stories. This leaves you in a pattern that stays on repeat and you can just keep proving to yourself over and over, hey, I'm losing. Woohoo, I'm losing. See what I mean about the woohoo today? Right. So you can grow pretty desperate over time to change this pattern too. Really, you can. It can keep you attached to believing it comes from outside of you. That's where we believe everything comes. Well, love comes from outside of me. People interested come from outside of me. Successful relationships come from outside of me. I just need to show up and show up with the right person and then everything will work. And that's just not the truth. You introject everything inwards, okay? Introjection is to take what you believe are, let's say, your beliefs, okay? Your reasons for motivation, other people's rules, okay? And you bring them inward and you use it as motivation and then you end up feeling desperate and clinging to attachment. And a lot of us have learned this through watching our parents, through the treatment we got, through uh, you know, relationships in early childhood. We learn this stuff and we've claimed it as our own. Okay, I need things to be a certain way. Why? Well, if they're not that certain way, then I'm desperate and rejected. It's not true, but that's what I'm saying. We tend to walk into these positions where, you know, we feel this way. I just noticed I had something in the, uh, there, there we go. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Okie dokie. Yep. I had something hanging right in the camera. If you're watching the video, I know most of you are listening. So yeah, but if you see it on YouTube, you're going to go, what is that thing? And why was it on Tracy's forehead? So anyway, here's the thing. Other people do not control you as much as you think they control you. A lot of times we think other people control us. So you allow yourself to feel victimized. That is what we do when we feel desperate. We lose all of our power and you don't control others. So when you pin everything on getting the response to what you want, okay, you're going to feel disappointed because the other emotions you've triggered will need some relief too. And you can't force people. Or if you do force people, that's not a long-term solution. You want to get past that. You want to feel like you have some control over the inner world here. Okay. And a lot of us don't. We're so hooked on what somebody else is going to think or what they're going to say or what they're going to want or blah, 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 blah. And 
that's the part that's kind of scary, I think, for most people, because most of us, we are just feeling like, as somebody put in an email to me a long time ago, like you're a walking reaction, okay? Why does this matter? You want to look at what insecurities get triggered when there's little statements that are basically negative beliefs, like I'm unlovable, or I never get what I want, or blame you off or up, like he or she is an asshole, you know, this pattern is old, blah, 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 like I've already said, right? All of that kind of shit that I said, that's a problem and it matters because you never get to the deeper feelings this way. And that matters. So you have to remember that. And that's why it was to bear repeating. Yeah, it's so important. Okay, what else? What else? Why does this matter? Feeling someone else controls your emotions, how you feel about yourself is not a way to live. A lot of us don't realize that. We're constantly looking for validation, but you cannot intellectually agree with it. In Shazam, everything changes. It takes time and deep work, but it matters. It matters. It matters just as much as the first thing I said. Okay, the third thing, your quality of life needs to matter. And the idea that it has to do with getting something from someone else who doesn't want to give it to you and then blaming them is really disempowering. It doesn't give you any power. You then are waiting your entire life for something that may never, ever come. That's just not a way to live. You are torturing yourself. So what would some examples of this craziness be? Well, I have three of them. Number one, you sent a text to the person you're dating. They did not respond until a couple days later. Meanwhile, you have been a ball of anxiety playing out all different scenarios in your head. You feel like you live in a bomb shelter <laughs> waiting for them to say it's all clear. Come on out. You're okay. And all you focus on is a text you sent and how they did not answer. Then they do. And maybe you get pissed off for a moment or feel that you're owed something from the experience. Entitlement to being answered when you think you should rather than not understanding each of you is in charge of your own actions is a problem. So everything is about he or she and you feel stuck. You are literally like, I don't want to say a detective, but you're like on their train. Like wherever they're going, whatever they're doing, you're just like, I got to go there too. I got to do this too. I got to be there. You're unable to separate yourself from your drama that you have with that person. Okay. What's the second example? You're in a relationship with someone who you keep calling an avoidant. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I get a lot of those emails. Yeah. You stay and you complain. Oh, by the way, I've done all these things. So yeah, I'm not like speaking like, again, I'm on the mountain, dudes. I lived this stuff. So you stay and complain. You can't imagine leaving, though the thought crosses your mind all the time since he or she won't cooperate. They won't go with you to watch a movie. They won't go out of their routine and do what you want. You have tried everything to get them to cooperate, but nothing changes. And this cracks me up because I always felt like I was with people who never wanted to go. Like if I was working somewhere, go with me to a holiday dinner that my work was providing. Like it just seemed so hard to get somebody to go with me. Even when I was married the first time, my husband never wanted to go anywhere or do anything. Okay. So I always felt like, oh my God, I must be the booby prize. Nobody wants to go anywhere with me. Um, what's wrong with me, right? Yeah. Okay. Third one, you started dating someone and they seem to really be into you. You're sexually attracted to them. You want sex. They want sex. You have sex. And then you feel you're too exposed and you back off. Though you hope they won't notice. Okay, love you guys that are avoidance. You do this. I've done this. I mean, again, I was an anxious avoidant. And uh, yeah, 
it was funsies because I was on one extreme or the other, right? So here's the thing. You're comfortable when there's some distance. It allows you to breathe. It allows you to feel grounded. But this person won't give you space. They keep contacting you, wanting to see you. They um, basically feel anxiety. And guess what? You feel anxiety too. And you want to get the hell away from them. So any distraction, anything, so you don't have to feel your feelings and then you get space, right? Whew, got my space now. And after a bit, you probably miss that person. You have fond thoughts and you contact them. They're happy to hear from you. And oh boy, it's all cool and the cycle repeats. Yay. Oh God, been there. So what's the lesson here and what can you do to start? Well, we all know I'm going to tell you awareness is key. Yeah. And my watch is talking in the middle of this. Thank you, watch that didn't ask to be part of the podcast <laughs> like oh man okay anyways so awareness awareness is the deal to ask yourself how does this work for you obviously your first thought is that it does not but on some level it does because you keep doing it you stay in the cycle afraid to break it or you might shatter I get it fear is running your life so look at your reactive feelings the desperation the loss of control the emptiness all of the stuff you do not want to feel, but you perpetuate. What's the story you have on repeat that the feelings are triggered by what? What are they triggered by? What is the belief stuck in the story? This awareness can help you to see things a bit differently. You can realize there's ego-driven pain or the peace and love that lives inside of you without attachment. It takes time, but being honest with yourself will help a ton. Second step is to, I should say the third step, really. Yeah, I guess that's the third step. Anyways, is to know, okay, there are differences in feelings. This requires you to not be in a state of panic when you start searching within. Because you want to know the difference between feelings that are authentic and the ones that are triggered in a reaction by a story you have about the situation you're in. You want to know so you can get to a healthier place and not give control of your emotional state to other people. I say this all the time. If you're waiting and wanting somebody to do something specifically, like you're not getting your way and you're wanting your way, honey, you're going to be waiting a long ass time and you've basically given your emotional state to another person and said, here, you need to do this so that I feel okay. And that's just not cool because you're going to feel like a rubber band. You're going to feel like a yo-yo. You're going to feel like something that, like a puppet, like you have no control. That's the problem when you expect things from others. You hand over your feelings to them, specifically the feeling tied to what you want and getting it or not. You lose control of your inner self. Basically, you're not going to make choices that feel good. You will choose out of reaction. So just notice the reactive feelings, what is beneath it, what's driving it inside, what are the feelings you have from deeper motivation, deeper than those reactive feelings. Where do you feel peace, even a tiny bit? It lives as a physical sensation in your body. Emotions are not thought, they are felt as physical sensations. Discernment matters, learn to discern. Does that seem like a lot? Of course it does. It's a tall order to get committed to a journey that you can ride that wild buckaroo on your own in learning how to find intrinsic motivation and release your conditioning. Of course, I have programs set up to help you with this. I absolutely do. I'm always thinking about how can I help people more. Uh, my business is set up to do that. The people that work in my business have gone through my programs and they have come out the other side. They no longer subscribe to all of this bullshit that they put themselves through unknowingly, right? 
I'm sure you didn't know you even had a choice until recently, right? Maybe you started looking up insecure attachment stuff or you found me somehow. And I don't know what else you listen to or read, but you found something. You're like, oh my God, that is me. And here's the good news is that you do have a choice. You have to decide when you have suffered enough. And like everything in life, it's a choice, a choice you would need to stick to. And if you want to, you can email happiness at tracycrossley.com. And you can speak to one of the people that works with me who can tell you about the programs that we have. And you can decide from there if it's something you want to do. We highly recommend, though, that if you're going to contact us, at least be serious about doing something. We get a lot of avoidance who will email in desperation. And then we reach back out like, hey, you want to talk? And we never hear from them again. And we've never even talked to them. And so, you know, think about it a little bit. Like, what am I really ready to do before you contact us? Because frankly, we only want people that are really ready to commit to themselves and do the work. Because otherwise, it's not good for anybody. All right. Universal truth. You have the right to stay in the cycle of your stories that make you feel desperate. Or you can take it inch by inch and start to get real with your feelings. So as they start to shift, so do your relationships. That's pretty exciting. Once you break down those stories and dissolve those beliefs, you'll be free to love and have what you want. So we talked about being desperate from the stories you tell yourself about attachment and blaming the other person for it and how you get stuck in these reactions all the time around what it is you feel because you're in these reactive feelings and you're not getting what you want. So you feel like shit. Yes, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we talked about. And I have two, yeah, two other, yes, two other podcasts. Okay. Looked like I had three, but I have two. Number 388, I know I'm dysfunctional, so now what? And number 642, freedom from attachment. How do I love me when I'm so focused on the idea of others loving me? Yikes. I will tell you that pretty much everything I put out, all 600 and now 76 episodes, I have lived through. And these are no longer a part of my life. And if I ever had you know, like something happened to my husband and I was single again, there is no way, like none of this is interesting to me anymore. And I say this so that you know, no matter how much pain you're in, you can get the fuck out of it. That's what I'm telling you. Email happiness at tracycrossley.com if you are interested in taking this another step. Otherwise, you guys, I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com.